Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Sunday after evening, and it's Haber Minimalkoff. I'm Guy. That's John. And uh, this is our podcast and our YouTube channel. If you're watching live, great. Hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that. The more you like this thing, the more people see it. So while you're here, immediately hit that like. Great. If you want to check out the podcast, it's down in the description below. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to watch this show or see some of our other YouTube content, you can click on the uh, link to YouTube in the podcast description. All right. We're brought to you by Tito's. And do you know who? And I mean, do you know who needs a Tito's guy? Who needs a Tito's? He today? is known as a Chicago Bear legend. Uh, I think had the moment of his of his new team, the uh, Los Angeles, formerly known as San Diego Charger, but again, a Chicago Bear legend. Okay. Uh, I think they I think they drafted him. I don't know. They acquired him in the, his prime. Khalil Mack guy deserves Tito's. And whatever he wants to put in it, six sacks today against, I think they were playing the Raiders. He had six sacks against the Raiders. Yep, so on the road. So, Khalil Mack, six sacks against the Raiders on the road. Some Raider fans claim it's a home game. Cheers to Khalil Mack, brought to you by Tito's. We're sponsored by Tito's. He deserves to have a whole freaking bottle of Tito's, guy. John, there's an old, 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 I keep saying old because I'm trying to think of the word, old. Adage? Uh, uh, yeah, kind of like an adage, but more of like a complicated, you know, like a question that that the that the the greatest thinkers have been trying to answer for centuries. A conundrum. A conundrum. And and the the question is, do the Raiders disappoint more paying customers when they lose at home or when they lose in L.A.? And it's it's always hard to tell. It's always hard to tell. It, it is, but Khalil does not disappoint. Neither does Tito's. Uh, had several Tito's. Actually, a couple nights ago, sober, sober Saturday, but sober Saturday. Have have a uh, have a Tito's wherever you are right now. Hopefully, you're enjoying yourself, getting ready for work right around the corner. So you might be listening to this at work, and you might and don't have a Tito's. Wait till the uh, Monday night. Uh, John, I, I went to I, I hit uh, uh, Chestnut and Union on Saturday. Not a sober Saturday, but Tito's <laughs> handmade vodka. Uh, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely at a proof crafted to be savored responsibly. So you gave a Tito's to uh, Khalil Mack. I would like to dedicate my honorary Tito's today to our boy, Kyle Juszczyk, who came oh so close to a touchdown um, in the game. He got multiple red zone touches, came up. I mean, if we could pull out the 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 slow extra slow-mo replay camera, I think probably – no more than half an inch short on his lunge for the end zone. And, um, you know, had good spirit about it. But, uh, yeah, didn't get that touchdown. But he gets my Tito's. I would imagine a guy that had some Tito's on Saturday night would be Lance Kiffin, who, as uh, I'm sitting there watching the game, Maria goes, why is this? What's going on with his hair? His hair coming out of his visor is like a it's like a mushroom top. I mean, it's, it's quite the look for Lane. But he got a, uh, a massive, massive win against – the LSU Tigers. What was Lane's? The, the, the 03, I, I was like, what? what is everyone doing there? It, they just celebrated the 03 team, I think, to get Eli back there. So oh, okay. it, was, it was a big night. 
What was Lane's uh, pseudonym member for a while when he'd go out to bars? It was like Lance Broadway or something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, Joe, uh, Joey Freshwater. Freshwater. Or Freshwater. Good call. <laughs> Joey Freshwater, yeah. Uh, John, by the way, before we go any further, let's uh, give a special shout out to anybody who had the Cardinals minus, or I guess plus 14 and a half. Uh, we watched the end of the game together and. Uh, not one, but two drop touchdowns on the last two plays of the game for the backdoor cover. <laughs> I mean, Danville native, Stanford. I'd say Stanford great. I mean, he was one of their better yeah. players in the peak of their dynasty. Zach Ertz, Eagles. Listen, he's not a blocker. He's paid to be a receiver. I, I would imagine he's made that catch over the middle and walked in the end zone 30 times in his NFL career. Like that exact play, <laughs> you know. I, I don't listen. The last one tough play in the corner of the end zone, but the Ertz one. Uh, I'd be stunned, right, if he didn't have a lot of people in in uh, in the stands for that game, right? Yeah, I mean, big Stanford game. Michael Wilson, two touchdown. Ertz, McCaffrey. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody, but big Stanford game. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, missed a shot for the cover. <laughs> That's listen for every time. Did not deserve it. Did you deserve yeah. that cover if you bet the Niners to cover 14 and a half? Uh, I mean, the Niners kind of got a late touch. Yeah, it's just it's gambling, man. It's I, I would <laughs> there is say no deserve, I guess. The, the, the smaller point spreads, you know, when you get screwed on the on the wrong end of a four or five, at least the game somewhat in the balance. When you start dealing with enormous multiple touchdown point spreads, like I, I don't feel bad for you either way. Right, it's you're living on the edge playing minus fourteen or plus fourteen, like next week against the Cowboys. I, I'll assume it's going to be, what's your guess right now? Niners minus five and a half, minus six. Um, where's that game? Levi's. Yeah, five and a half, four Seven and a half feels high, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I was going to go lower than five and a half. I mean, they just blew out the Patriots today. Destroyed the Patriots today. Thirty. Uh, what was that? Yeah, like 38-3 yeah, or something, 34-3. Yeah, I, I would. But when you play something like that, you know, you, you feel pretty good about whatever side you take. Uh, you uh, four take, and a half. I'm it, saying four and a half. You're going higher? Yeah, I'd say I'm going to go five and a half. But I think it's yeah, I think Bill Simmons considers the four and a half to five and a half kind of the Vegas zone because they don't really know what to do with it. It's clearly not just a Niners, you know, normal minus three. But it's definitely not a minus seven or eight, right? right so it's... Right. So it's somewhere in the middle, and it's I would say this week on paper the game of the year so far, right? You know, because every week you get a little bigger based on records. Dolphins, Bills, I'd say lived up to the hype for a decent amount, and then the Bills. This is the second biggest game so far. Like every week, we're going to get these games now, four and zero versus three and one. And the Cowboys, I think they're one. This is what I feel good about. I'm glad that they won in the way they did to just respark this. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes yeah. when you lose, it's like God. Are they actually? No. This this game's gonna be big. <laughs> it's pretty important. Yep. A- and the way they play, the way the Niners play. Honestly, the way that I give the Cardinals a lot of credit. They like they're a physical. They're not some pushover joke. That's for sure. No, they're there's tight operation too. Right. Like clearly, their coach just runs. It's a tight operation. Whatever they become, they'll become. You know, I think a lot of times with new coaches, one thing I try to think of, the, the barometer I use is, could this guy be Ron Rivera? Meaning, can you just have, if the, if Ron Rivera's in your division, there's just two tough games every year. And he might make the playoffs some years. He might make the playoff. He might miss other well, years. I think I think he's three of ten. For, he doesn't make the playoffs as much as you think. He might. 
almost might keep you out of the playoffs one year, but um, pretty high, one playoff berth, I think, was seven and nine. Yeah, so he's consistent. He he goes seven and nine. Sometimes it gets you in. Sometimes it doesn't. Maybe that's the way to yeah. put it. But um, God, there's so much to get to. Uh, I, I just but, think big picture. Yeah, I mean, a huge thing with this football team, I, I would say, of the Shanahan era, was. The 19 season feels like an outlier, even of their good teams, right? Just because from start to finish, they dominated and the way it worked out. I mean, it, it went down to the final play to even get the number one seed, but they had had a fantastic record from the jump. These last two teams that I think has a lot of, a lot of coaches, Ron Rivera being one, Dan Quinn being another, have had like a great one-off season to become a legit coach. You do it over and over and over. And that's right. what I think Kyle's become. McVay became that. Obviously, the older guys that they're chasing, the Pete Carrolls, the Andes, Belichick when he has Brady. Now that Kyle's become like a legit stalwart top-end coach, the last couple of years of him establishing that have been a fucking wild roller coaster. Like, this has been what normal, like, good Andy Reid Belichick seasons look like. Like, are they just going to start 10-1? and one? You know, that's that's what it feels like. But the only way to get 8-2 and two or 10-1 and one is you got to win a lot of games early and not start, like, you know, there's three and three. <laughs> yeah. The Niners one and have two avoided that. Year. Well, they went one and two last year and still won 13 games. You're four and oh. So, so, I mean, you consider the way they started that they finished with 13 wins. They won four, 14 straight regular season games. They're four and oh this year. Um, when you go back to 2019, the team you mentioned, they won 13 games that, that year. Then they won six. Then they won 10. Then they won 13. And now they're four and oh. So Kyle Shanahan's. You know, it's early, but he's putting together. They're clearly a top. If you were being conservative, you would say they're clearly a top five team in the NFL, right? I mean, you would have said Miami. I think, now, I, think that's too, I think that's too conservative. I think top fine. three lock. Yeah, I mean, last week they were top three lock, and then Miami just got their ass kicked by Buffalo. So now Buffalo's kind of in there, right? In the, yeah. Even though they were already. So what's your three? Who are you leaving out? Kansas City or Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, I, I would just, I would just say the 49ers clearly would probably have to be one right now. Just, they, I agree. Yep, top the team in the league. Come. Uh, you know, the Eagles has been bumpy, but they're also undefeated. I mean, this isn't college, right? You're not getting style points beside of the ranking system that Haberman and Milkoff are doing right now. But uh, you know, you could say the Eagles, and then if you wanted to do some split between the Bills and the Chiefs, or you know, something like that, Bills, Chiefs, Dolphins, in some order. Well, yeah, I mean, it's well said, right? You're saying I don't know if it's the Bills or the Chiefs, the Eagles are in it, but fuck it, I know who is in it: the 49ers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. You're right. Part of it is the style points, too. You know, well, you I, at- I think one th- one thing's clear in the NFC when you just look at the talent on the teams. Even the Cowboys are probably slightly below, like the Niners and Eagles' talent. Like today, early, I'm watching the Eagle game, like, God, they just look off. But at any moment, it's like A.J. Brown, 55 yards, he's like weaving through people. And they're like, that's the seventh 50-yard play from A.J. Brown, most in NFL history through six seasons. It's like they, the players they have, like the Niners, at any moment, some elite guy. And I think what's cool about this season with like the Eagles and the Niners and same with the Cowboys, like, we get to see it, right? They get to play in the regular season, which is obviously dependent in football on who your division plays on a given year. And I think it's pretty sweet that this this fell this way for this season. We're going to yeah. get, you know, starter pack this season next week. And I, I think it's fair to say the Eagle game feels bigger than the Cowboy game, and the Cowboy game is very big, right? 
Yes. I'm not talking ratings like Sunday Night Football. 50 million people could watch on Sunday. I just mean, I think if you talk to most people in football, and I waffle on this, you know, the Cowboys are probably more likely to be this. They're just not. I mean, they haven't been to a conference championship in 25 years. Like, are they truly a Super Bowl contender? Are they just a really, really good team that is probably going to get beat in the second round? Right? Were the Eagles, Niners, Chiefs? Yeah. Bills. I'd even say the Dolphins. Like, is Tua Tonga-Vailoa going to win a fucking Super Bowl? Are they going to get there with that? With that, it's not even two. I, I would that, say it about McCarthy. Say Purdy. Already won one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but to his team, his defense like, sucks. Pur- Pur- Purdy's team is on like year four of being one of the best teams in the NFL, right? And the different, like their defense is terrible. And that's the one thing I think the Cowboys can. Well, what if our, what if we just get a couple shutouts, right? Or, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, maybe that was the Dolphins Chiefs game. The Niners had that Chiefs game last year. Maybe that was Miami's game today. On the road in Buffalo, right? Could have been. But that felt like the setup for what Niners Cowboys is next week. And they got, it was 14-14, and then they got rolled. Yeah. So. I, I do think, you know, the, the 49ers had a franchise record. They said on the broadcast, like, first time in their franchise history, which obviously they had incredible teams for two straight decades, and then the Harbaugh teams, and then a couple of these uh but even that 19 team, which is the best start to finish of the bunch, was not like beating down the, the doors offensively, if you remember different points in time with, with that team, to like middle of the season. But when you look at, uh, you know, being 4-0, I, I lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was going to say. The, the stat that they gave about the old Niners teams. Offense. Oh, yeah. Like, more than likely, that will end. Like, it's okay for it to end. Like, you know, sometimes I forget the exact score of the playoff game, but what was it, like 19 to 16 or something? Yeah, Yeah, It was, which, honestly, did we learn that much today? I I didn't. (laughs) I mean, we'll dive into the game, but it's it's football. You only get so many of these. You obviously react to them. But you learn much more when they play Giants Thursday night, short week. Like, okay, let's see the medal of this team. And And I think what makes... This football team unique, and this is where I put the Eagles here as well, is like they're kind of the same team from last year. You know, because usually in football, there's a lot of turnover. You know, it could be six, seven key players. I, I look at the Eagles and the Niners like the fucking same goddamn team. They just like flip-flop one player. I mean, the Niners are legitimately the same squad, right? What what the hell is the difference between McGlinchey and, and you know, and uh, McKibbin? It's the same thing to me, right? I mean, I don't ever expect... McKinney's you think Gardetto would have smoked McGlinchey on that spin move today? Gardecki? Yes. Dude's good. But, yeah, but you, but you know what I mean? Like, legitimately, the entire team, it's, it's almost like in the NBA. Yeah. Sometimes just your whole team comes back. In football, it's pretty rare. I mean, this is the exact same squad they were rolling out last year beside Hargrave. The exact same fucking team. Yeah, with the argument, I think that you can make on the Niners. Definitely, you could definitely make it on the Eagles. I don't think you can make it on the Cowboys. But for the Niners, you'd say one year later, the quarterback's probably better. For the Eagles, they did change both coordinators, right? And the Niners changed defensive coordinator. The Eagles changed both coordinators. Jalen Hurts looks today looked pretty good. So Jalen's early enough that he's still like evolving and hopefully getting better for them. Dak kind of is what he is, which might be good enough, but he is what he is at this point, right? That would be yeah. probably the other two differences. And then the other thing you would say is like, back to your point about Philly being better or being bigger than Dallas, um, You've beaten Dallas multiple times in big games, 
right? Yeah. So you've you've kind of even if you were to lose to them, you've checked that box. You you lose to Philly, and now you've lost to them twice in a row, and then you've got to play them again on the road in the NFC title game again. That game just feels a little differently than if you beat them the last time, and now you're one and one in the last two. You know, Dallas gets you. You can go. All right, wait, whatever. We know how to play. We get that game at home. We know how to beat Dallas. Dallas probably won't win its division. Maybe they will, but you know that would be the that would be the case there. You've beat that team multiple times, and that team just laid a major egg last week. That's why next week is big, though. Here's the one thing I would say: if you just look at Dallas's season so far, that game is their outlier. Forty to nothing, thirty to ten, thirty-eight to three. Like they're I even with a you know a whatever. 12-point loss to the Cardinals. I bet their point differential is up there in the NFL. I mean, they got three blowout wins. Right. Multiple 30-plus. So, like, you hit a nail on the head. They've proven, like, literally this iteration of all these players have beaten that team. Many of them twice in in win or go home, right? And, and two years ago, it was like they were the dog on the road. So, I, I hear you. But this game is big. Like, it just can be a big swing, especially if you end up, you know, you're both all 13 and four, who beat who, the conference records. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the Niners clearly so far, division, we'll see how it all shapes out. We'll see Seattle on Monday night, but, you know, 2 and 0 in the division, a huge thing for them last year, getting to 13 and five, right, or 13 and four, was they went undefeated in the division. Yeah, you just go six zero in the division. You're basically guaranteed. If you, honestly, if you're just an average team, probably close to ten wins. If you're a Niners level, I mean that's that's when you get into like the fifteen win category, right? Because you're gonna have if you win those six, you're gonna have another four or five where you're gonna be close to a double digit favorite. And even the games where, you know, against the Ravens or Cleveland or. You know, you pick them. I, the Bengals look like they suck, but, you know, just teams that are credible NFL teams, if if you win four out of five of those or three out of five of those, your record all of a sudden looks fucking pretty fantastic, pretty fast. Commanders. Niners Week play, uh, yeah, 17. New Year's Eve. The day before Fresno State plays in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, you're right, by the way. Point differential. Biggest in the NFL is Buffalo plus 84, and then Dallas is plus 83. Right well, now. And the Niners got to be up there, right? Niners are plus 67. And the difference is, I mean, one thing the Niners, because of the, it just kind of, they've just kind of. Which is third best in the league. I thought Buffalo kept pedaling the metal. And rightfully so, right? I think the Niners would. You know, if, if that today was equivalent to Dallas, I I don't think they ever le- let the pedal up. Today was pretty clear. Like Buffalo, that that's not just a game to Buffalo. That's just not some random opponent. That's one this team that everyone's kind of blowing. Who's in your division when you've won the division three times? Like to me, the Niners, if they were playing that well against the Dallas next week, like today it was pretty clear. They came out ready to roll, flying around on defense. Like God, they're they're not fucking overlooking these guys as they shouldn't. They just won a game. But then immediately they take a pretty commanding. They go up 14 nothing, right? And they're just flying around. It kind of looks JV versus varsity. And it felt like, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's feel it out a little bit. The coaches don't ever think like that, but players are human. And it just felt like they slowed down a little bit. And one thing with the Cardinals, they'll scratch and claw. And they did. But it was, if you just watch the first couple series, 
it felt, I mean, I text a couple people this, and I don't even know if this is the right teams to use anymore. I guess you can always use UC Davis, but I like this looks like Bama versus UC Davis. I guess I could substitute, you know, Michigan this year, Washington or something, but it, even though Alabama's kind of come storming back, they're like, they're having a terrible season. You look up, they're like 11 and one. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that it, you could feel the players just re- relaxing a little bit NFL standards-wise for, for the level of physicality that they came yeah. out because they were coming out for blood. And then with McCaffrey, they definitely look like You and I have talked about this, a college team. Uh, part of it was, you know, I watched Bosa and um, oh, Tayshawn Gibson uh, when they talked to the media on Wednesday. Both of them said, like, they were asked what they thought of the Cowboys-Cardinal game. Both of them said the team that played harder won that game. Both of them watched the tape and said, yeah, Cardinals played harder than the Cowboys, which is, I think, part of the indictment of who the Dallas Cowboys are. But the Niners don't – Niners get beat sometimes. They've even been blown out a couple times. I can't remember watching them play going, uh, other team just played – wanted it more than them today. And I just think that is – that's in there in Dallas somewhere. It's in there. You get that. That's who they are. Deep down, sometimes they're that team. And, um, you know, Bosa said it wasn't like eh, it wasn't a wake up call for us. And he's right, because that's how they play. But I think it couldn't have hurt that they just watched the Cardinals play that way against Dallas the other day. So, yeah, no, I I think it was an easy one that if let's say they had lost that game, but they had just been playing like they had been playing really fucking hard. You wonder if they start quite as fast. It's just so easy to coach up a team during the week when you're just showing them beat the shit out of a team. Yeah. That you know's good because you've played them two years in the playoffs, right? Like when I, I watch both say that too, it's like it, it, it's like he's very understated while he's he's not even taking a shot because that's Mm-mm. a fact. But I, I I just think it's an easy oh, one when you throw up the team just fucking running it down their throat, which they did, which is a lot harder to do against the 49ers. All right, John, should we talk about Brock Purdy? Fire away. Brock Purdy today was 20 of 21 for 283 yards, a touchdown passing, a touchdown rushing. His 95.2% completion rate is a new 49ers single-game record, passing Steve Young's record from 1991. Young was 18 of 20 for 90% against the Detroit Lions. His one incompletion, I remember, because it was the only one. Uh, and he made some great throws today. So, what was his one incompletion? It was pressure up the gut, like throwing it out to the left, or maybe pressure off the left side. But it was pressure, kind of throwing on the move. I think it was right after he'd been sacked, um, and then they they punted. So that was the only one. So, I mean, a plus grade. <laughs> well, if you just watch. Like, we always talk about this. Most of these NFL quarterbacks are not Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, right? Most of them are in the middle to below. And I think, like, two guys – now, I understand Carr was injured, but, like, this guy is better than Derek Carr right now, right? So we can use all the variables. Well, he's got Kyle, he's got all this talent. This guy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And think about those two guys specifically, open market – they're not getting like, oh, we'll give you like $7 million. Derek got 70 guaranteed, 60 injury, and it was like to 70. And and Jimmy got, his got funny because he still had the broken bone in his foot. But wasn't it like a, originally like three years, $55 million? Like these, they are the, 
bridge is even the wrong word. It's like, we think you could help us just at least be a wild card team or compete for a wild card spot. And that that's very rare for that type quarterback at 30 to 32 years old, 33 years old, right? Kind of in that age range with a bunch of NFL starts to just hit the open market. And he's better than those two guys. So just, I think we just have to put him into context like that before, like, cause if, if Mahomes or those guys do that, we, we know, like, I can't compare him to though. You got to do it for longer, but this is going like, he's already passing the middle tier. Right. And that's, that's hard to do. Cause once you get in that middle tier, you guys might want to Google how much car Jimmy Dak and Kirk cousins have made. Right. So that's not, I think it comes off. Especially two years from now. Right. Yeah. So I, I just like, what would, if Purdy was headed toward free agency, like would a guy like that make a lot of money. Yeah, if he kept playing like this, not even 20 to 21, but kept playing like this. It almost gets in a weird way because quarterbacks don't get overshadowed, but it almost got overshadowed, gets overshadowed today, partly because of McCaffrey. Uh, it's hard to play better, right? Just in terms of like, what were you asked to do on the play? What did you do? And then plays outside of what he was asked to do. I thought the play where he scrambled right. It, you are hard pressed to find a guy try to throw a window at the angle that Purdy threw when he rolled right and threw it to McCaffrey kind of over the linebacker's shoulder with a safety, I think a safety coming down on Christian and kind of put it on that spot. Incredible. He had four throws, almost five of 20 yards or more. He had the juice. Uh, use check was held early in the game. He had Ayuk over the middle for 42 yards. He had Ayuk down the right sideline for 25 yards. He had Ayuk deep down the right sideline right after the Cardinals cut it to five. Place is kind of quiet. Not a great return from Ray Ray. I think the Niners had the ball in like the 10-yard line or something. And Shanahan comes out and goes, all right, Brock, why don't we take a shot at Brandon? Brandon gets open. Boom, 34 yards. Was that was that, was that that the fingertip catch? Because the fingertip catch. No, the fingertip. You know, the, the. Oh, you know what? That might have been the fingertip catch. No, uh, no, no, no. The under six was not the finger. The, the after the touchdown was not the fingertip catch. I think that was the, the 42-yarder or the 25-yarder earlier. The pass you're talking about, the fingertip catch, they are just we're the only one guys making the catch, right? It's not he doesn't have to stop. He gets to keep moving, catch. hitting him in stride. The fingertip catch catch was a better catch than a better than a throw, and the throw was pretty damn good because only your guys making the catch, right? Yep, yep. And honestly, the fingertip catch is only because he's probably thinking maybe if I catch this, I can keep moving because he could extend and kind of Willie Mays basket it a little bit, I would imagine. But he does he wants to. I mean, he's like, fuck, I'm hitting these balls. I want to score. Uh, I, I, I think they Sorry, are. let me add and one then, more. And then he hits Ayuk for 20 yards when Ayuk went rolling out of bounds on the left sideline where on TV they're like, oh, should they challenge this? So that's one, two, three, four, 20-plus yard throws to Ayuk, all, all to Ayuk. Sorry, now go ahead. They're just an incredibly uh, explosive offense right now because they've always – obviously McCaffrey is better than any running back and situation they ever had. And they had some good ones, right? The Raheem Morris, Jeff Wilson Jr., Breda group was pretty fucking good. Led him to Super Bowl. And the ones they've had the last couple of years have been good too. But as good as McCaffrey is now, has taken their running game to a whole new level. I mean, he's an MVP candidate. And then their ability to hit balls down the field. I mean, Kittle and Debo didn't really even do anything today. So it's like... They, they're Debo didn't have a just, catch. And Kittle had the fourth is, down catch. That was a good throw. This to me is like them and the Eagles have a level that the Cowboys just, they don't have as many fire, as much firepower as those two teams. Like those two teams have, I I was thinking today when Ayuk made the fingertip catch, like 
he's at minimum, I mean, a 22, like someone would give him so much money if he hits the free agent market. Like he is a very, very expensive player. Yeah. Debo already is. McCaffrey already is. Kittle already is. So you, you have four guys who are just all paid premiums. And to me, only the Eagles can, can really match that. And honestly, they can't, right? Because they don't, I guess DeAndre Swift has kind of resurrected his career, but A.J. Brown, Max Guy, Devontae Smith, like Ayuk, will be highly paid, and who knows? Devontae might even be slightly better. Goddard, like Kittle, highly paid tight end. And what's different about them is like their, their quarterback can kind of turn into their running back when he wants. He did a couple times a day. But, you know, they, they are – if you kind of combine him with their running back, that's probably more what equals McCaffrey, right? Like if, if it's Jalen, like if they play in a playoff game – they might just say, fucking Jalen, do what you got to do, right? He could he could have 10 carries, like real carries, not where he's pitter-pattering around like he has early in the season. Yeah. Like the Cowboys don't have it. They got Pollard and they got CeeDee Lamb. Like that ain't the same, which is why, like to match the Niners, you, you, the offensive firepower is just stupid. It's crazy. I mean, it's, I mean they, they went to the Super Bowl with Emmanuel Sanders. They had to trade for it in the middle of the season, like the guy, but holy moly. But but the Cardinal game really wasn't that game, right? It wasn't. Jennings was out. Debo was banged up, so he only had no catches, three touches. Kittle had the one big play. It was just McCaffrey, Ayuk. I mean, not just, but it was basically McCaffrey, Ayuk, and Purdy, right? Like, the Niners have yeah. the ability to look like they're firing on all cylinders. And then when you go through uh, uh, the attendance sheet, you're like, Jennings wasn't here today. Debo was here, like, but more like as a decoy. Kittle was here, but it really wasn't you know, the full force of what their offense can do. I think that was part of what makes it impressive. And part of it is because the quarterback can make plays, is making plays. Yeah, and that's what's, you know, for Brock, what he's really good at is a week ago on Thursday Night Football, what happened? Ayuk's shoulders messed up. He can't go. So Debo has to carry the load. Christian just, I mean, Kyle's trying to get him the MVP, man. He's always going to take a big load. Uh, carry a big load, excuse me. Not take a big load. And uh, fuck, yeah, I mean, Purdy is... I, you'd have to look at the numbers, but how how is he not a through you know the first quarter of the season? I mean, in the Pro Bowl mix, right? Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, 
promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I mean, who are the the NFC quarterbacks? Would be Golf, Dak, Hurts. I'd have to check on Howell's numbers. Uh, I think Golf has solid numbers. Yeah, Golf definitely does. Stafford probably has good numbers. Hip injury. Hurt. Did a post-game interview. I'm watching it right now. Um, I mean, if, G- if Seattle Dobbs. gets 10 or 11, I could see Geno racking up a bunch of touchdowns. It doesn't matter. Getting selected to the game, you'd rather just not play in it anyway. So No. But I, I, if I told you that, like, Purdy, if I told you the beginning of the season, even the NFC is not exactly mid-90s, Aikman, Favre, Young, some of those guys. If I said Purdy is a top three quarterback in the NFC and he's going to the Pro Bowl, you'd be like, what minimum wins would you put? 14? Yeah. The Niners? Yep. Because <laughs> you know, at, even if their defense takes a step back, it's not going to be 16th. It'll be like 7th. So you're like, wait, you got a Pro Bowl quarterback and a top probably at minimum 10 defense? That, that always equals playoffs. Always. Right now, Brock Purdy is fourth in the NFC in passing yards. Stafford one, Cousins two, Goff three, Purdy four. Those are the four guys that are over a thousand. Then you got Sam Howell, Jalen Hurts, and uh, Dakota Prescott. Dak is four touchdowns, one pick so far this year. They they have like seven defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdowns. So some of their blowouts, they're getting all these extra touchdowns. Their offense is not scoring that many touchdowns. It's it's the defense. I think it scored like four touchdowns. What do wow. all the people on the internet, on uh, wherever they talk, that yeah. just badmouth this young man, that wanted a quarterback competition, that wanted Brock Purdy to not be this? As things have never been better, are like they looking around at like their girlfriend or their kid or their buddy they're watching the game with, and just completely pretend that they never said anything. Like I fucking love this guy. This guy is awesome. Or do they do they just kind of keep quiet and deep down root against them? Like where do you think they are? emotionally, mentally, and uh, physically. I think it's a lot of... Yeah, I think it's pretending, hoping nobody remembers. Yeah. Which What are your options, really? I guess yeah, you could just know. announce you were wrong, but at this point, probably too early to do that. You hang on and be like, well, yeah, anybody could do this with McCaffrey, I guess. Maybe you do one of those. But, I mean, you throw the ball as much as he's thrown the ball, right? He's thrown the ball a lot, uh, as evidenced by the yards. Hasn't turned it over. Like, that's the part... I don't know if you saw him talk this week, but Kawakami asked him what the biggest stat that they look for on offense is. Did you see that? And he was like, by far and away, it's turnovers, not turning the ball over. He goes, after that, we can talk about yards per play and yards per attempt or whatever. 
But by far and away, the the biggest stat for us is not turning it over. And to me, what stood out about it is that he, for a guy who clearly has it drilled in his head, that the most important thing he can do is protect the ball. He doesn't play afraid and he doesn't not take chances or cut it loose, right? He does throw the ball into tight windows. He does let it fly sometimes. Now, sometimes guys are wide open, but he doesn't play like a guy that's unafraid for a guy that clearly believes the number one thing he should be doing is not turning it over. And that is probably the hardest line to walk, right? It's like, okay, my job, first and foremost, is not turn it over, but I'm still going to be a dynamic player. And, um, yeah, he did it again. Like, whatever you think about how many times you can throw it to McCaffrey, a lot of it clearly was outside of just doing what your average quarterback would do. And uh, in a game where you knew the only thing that would kill us is if we turn it over, we being them, like, they didn't. He didn't. So, you know. But that, me, that's, that's what makes you that's what makes you a really good quarterback in the NFL is there's a freeness to your game. You can't be worried about making mistakes. That's that's what makes any good player at any sport pretty good, right? You're not worried yeah. about failing or worried about missing the shot or hitting the ball out of bounds or throwing the ball to the other team. Like you kind of got to play free. And that's one thing Jimmy just didn't quite have that in the bag. <laughs> Maybe he did a little in 19. He definitely did. I, I think his best year playing football was 2019. You know, he had a stretch there where he was a really, really good player. Um, the guy that we saw the last couple of years I thought was kind of a shell of that. Again, still solid enough with the talent around him they had on this team. But the upgrade, like we talk about this so much, like when I worked in football, whether it was at Fresno State or whether definitely in the NFL because it was easier like to acquire a guy. It's like, is this guy an upgrade over what you have? That's all football coaches constantly talk about. Like, how do we upgrade this position? We're getting our ass kicked here. How do we upgrade this? Once you get a certain level of quarterback, you don't really spend much time, right? You just don't spend any – like, the Ravens never think about that anymore, right? Or the Chargers or the Bengals. I don't know what they're thinking. But most of these teams, even the Cowboys, you know, and the obviously the Vikings have these conversations. Most humans, I don't care who you are, you know, it's the top like five, ten percent of players that never get considered there. The Steph Curry's, the Nick Bosa's, most guys get talked about that. And, and now Brock Purdy's at the point where he's such an enormous upgrade for them, right? Over what Jimmy was, what clearly Trey Lance would have been. It's just, it's just such a, it's an all timer. I mean, it, it's even if he just has a short career, right? I mean, it lasts like five years. Like it's. It's one of the most remarkable seventh-round picks you'll ever see. It really is fucking, especially in modern day. I think there was a lot more. If if you look at some of the history of picks, you know, the scouting's changed so much. Like, there, no one's hiding anybody, especially a quarterback. Like, Skylar Thompson could have a seven-year career and make, like, five career starts and be like, right. God, that was an incredible career. Right. Chase Daniel plays. played for 13 or 14 years. I looked it up the other day, John. Averaged 20 passes a year. I saw a headline, someone asked Blaine Gabbard if he thought his career was a failure. And he's like, I'm offended by you asking me that. I'm, As this, he is should my 13th, be. this is my 13th year in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs just called me, wanted me, and signed me. The Kansas City Chiefs, a team that's been to three Super Bowls, they, they want my services to back up the best player they've ever had in the history of the franchise. And he's right. Like, yeah. He obviously didn't make it as a full-time starter, but he's had who everybody that knows Blaine Gabbert, like in their hometown, or it's like, you know, Blaine Gabbert played in the NFL for 15 years, 15 or whatever it ends up being. When you become a starter that long, 
I mean, as a, it's it's easier, right, as a first or second round pick. Well, if he'd been a fourth, if he'd been a third round pick, he never gets asked that question, right? Well, exactly. Like think about like ultimately, like Carr and Jimmy are good examples. Same draft, second round. Those guys typically get an opportunity to start, right? Someone's going to give them an opportunity to be the starter at whether it's year one, whether it's year three. Like it's going to happen. It's very, very rare that as a, you know, Chase Daniel ended up, I mean, he was an undrafted free agent. Like, he's never going to get an opportunity to start, right? It's, Brock Purdy didn't need luck to get his opportunity. But once it happened, he didn't just grab it by the fucking balls. I mean, he just, he grabbed it, ran away, and he's never letting go. I mean, it's crazy. That's because that's part of the story here, guys. This is seventh, the last pick in the draft, and he's yeah. this good. Yeah. Andre asked, are we finally going to see a 4,000-yard QB in San Francisco? It's happened three times in Niner history. Jimmy almost did it. Jimmy came up 22 yards short in 2019. Three quarterbacks, uh, sorry, two quarterbacks has happened three times. Can you guess the two quarterbacks that have been 4,000-yard passers in 49er history? Uh, Garcia. Correct. I mean, probably not Montana, right? Yeah, but don't overthink it. Young? Yeah. Steve did it twice. The single season uh, high is Jeff at 42.78. So Brock's over 1,000, four games in. That's more, it's less than a quarter of the season in. So good pace. I mean, could they get Christian McCaffrey 2,000 yards? What's he got feels now? Unnece- feels unnecessary. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the second that's, my, that's my first take. It's like, I, I always thought like when Clay had the sixty and they yanked him, like let him get this is bad. Just let him get eighty five. It's a regular season game. It's a one game. Like if 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 Christian's running for three hundred yards in an individual game or something, but there comes a point if he let's say they were chasing it, I would say five hundred of those two thousand yards. You're just thinking like, is this necessary? You know, you know that's, that's what that's I thought. Head. That's what we said a few weeks ago. That's what I said a few weeks ago. And then they try to give Elijah Mitchell carries and he gets hurt in practice that week. So. Uh, I, I would doubt this is updated. What are you looking at? Oh, yeah, it's definitely not. Let me see if I can find it. Well, it's hard to find. He had, yeah, he had... Uh, he said, says he had 353, but he ran for what today? 106? So he's at four something. He's at 459 rushing. Yeah. And he's got 13 games left. So if he... If he if he averages a hundred yards, so that would be what thirteen hundred plus what'd you say four fifty nine. He's about two hundred fifty yards short, so he'd probably have to average about one hundred twenty. Yeah, I mean, or he'd have to have like a two hundred fifty yard game. I think the the receiving element is probably the more likely, right? Because he he robs himself of carries with rush with catches. Uh, question: If McCaffrey gets a thousand rushing and a thousand receiving. With 20 touchdowns, he deserves the MVP, especially nowadays because the league is a passing league. I think getting Christian McCaffrey the MVP would it would go down as maybe the second most satisfying thing in Kyle's career if he eventually wins a Super Bowl. That becomes the most satisfying thing. Maybe finding a quarterback would be the third most satisfying thing. But getting McCaffrey an MVP, I think, would be the second most satisfying thing of Shanahan's career. On Sunday against the Cardinals, he was 27 touches. For 177 yards, four touchdowns. Easily could have been five touchdowns. They just chose to spread it around at the end, I guess. At halftime of the game, John, he had 58% of the Niners' first half touches. 
14 first half touches uh, and three touchdowns in the first half. Keeps getting better. And then someone tweeted to me early in the game, like, oh, his elbows are bleeding. Look out. I think you only really have one guy, true competition. There are other guys in the mix, but I think Josh Allen, you know, he's been a build-up guy. It's one of those, like, you see it in basketball a lot. Like, he's been in the mix, been in the mix. He'd been getting votes, you know, different years, never quite. And, like, if he won 14 games and they win the division and they're the one seed and he throws 40-plus touchdowns and he has moments like this, it's even if McCaffrey's historic, like, it just usually leans quarterback. So you would need for him not to throw like 45 touchdowns and them to win 14, 15 games. Like if you have the same record as them and he leads the league in touchdowns, it just, I just think it always goes there. Right. I know. Now, this it is a unique like story. There's something bubbling under the, under the surface, John, that people are kind of rooting for McCaffrey. Race. I think it's a two horse race. I think Josh has a lot of fans. Like people like the guy. He's a fun player like McCaffrey. He's kind of unique the way he plays. That's the other thing with Josh. Like McCaffrey, they don't look like everybody else the way they play, right? Right. McCaffrey's doing everything. Josh is leaping guys. He's fucking throwing across his body 700-yard bombs. And that's what and really he hasn't made won Mahomes. One. Hasn't won one, had been in the mix. Let's face it, I mean, it's kind of bullshit, but it is kind of a quarterback award. I think what there's if like McCaffrey's the NFC po- Offensive Player of the Month uh, for like four more months? Would you say I'd say he's the leader in the clubhouse uh, for October? He's a leader in clubhouse <laughs> for this month. Um, he uh, this this is his fourth month in the regular season on the Niners. He's two of three so far. Should they do it like uh, don't doesn't ALNL give MVPs for each side of right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be harder to pick in baseball if there was just one MVP. It would right? be. It would be. But I also you, think if you have one and this guy can win it. It would be one of the more impressive feats in MVP history if 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 Kyle and McCaffrey pull it off. I think it's more realistic right now because Mahomes' stats and let's face it, there's a little Mahomes fatigue, but aren't going to be as good. Lamar actually has been pretty remarkable through four games. Looks to me MVP-ish if you just watch him run around making sweet plays. I don't know if his stats will get there, and he's already won one. So that's just like, oh, well, he's already got one, another great season. Give him a second-team All-Pro or something, right, if the Ravens win 12 games. That that works to Christian's benefit. I, I think it's a two-horse race if things just keep headed down this. Two teams feels like headed toward potentially the one seed. I'm not going to count out the Chiefs yet. But if he if the Niners are the one seed and he has, like, this historic 1,000,000, but he rushes for, like, 1,600, has, like, 1,300 catch. Like, his numbers are... Not just like 1,000,000. It's not like 40-40 club. No, it's like I hit 57 bombs and I stole 78 bases, right? Right. I mean, it's one of those. And the Bills are the two seed and the Chiefs are the one seed. Like Stuff like that could be the swing. I think that would be key. Like Josh could have an awesome season, but if the Chiefs get the one seed and they're the two seed and the Niners are the clear one seed and they've beaten and he's had big games against the Cowboys and the Eagles, you know, talk about Heisman moments, a lot of people are going to be paying attention Sunday night. Like, it's is it sad to say, for his awesome, and he's one of the best players I think I've ever seen, the Niner version for McCaffrey, you just don't get that much credit for today. I mean, you do. Because like, it's the Cardinals? Play, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if he runs next week for 30 yards against the Cowboys and they just shut him down, 
just because they have an incredible defense, even if you win, like that holds more weight. Like he would get a ton of credit if he ran for like, God, that 78 yard uh, rushing day was incredible. Yeah. He was just crushing people and he, he had a touchdown and he had another unreal three catches, two of them for big first downs, one to clinch the game. Like to have moment Heisman moments. I think he needs some Heisman moments. Uh, maybe hurts the opportunity. A, yeah, maybe hurts a little. Although with YouTube, uh, maybe people are, I don't know what the YouTube TV subscriber Sunday ticket thing is. Uh, only one, two, three, four states got the Niner Cardinal game on Fox. Most most of the nation got the Cowboy game today. Um, from a TV watching standpoint, and by the way, half of Nevada got the Niner game. Raiders don't even own the state. God, middle cough, cheap shot. Hey, it's, hey, talk to Raj. I mean, uh, Raj has got the metrics. Yeah, I, I guess it, it probably doesn't. Ro- Raj and, Ro- Roger and Dick Eversall are out to get the fucking Raiders. I guess they probably all got it. I don't know if all of did they all get CBS? Did they all get that game in the afternoon on CBS? Probably. Although it looks what like game? some some of Nevada got Denver Chicago instead in the morning. Didn't get a CBS afternoon game. Cowboys. You know the hard part I mean, with YouTube no, TV. But, oh, I once you get YouTube TV, I don't know what I'm getting locally. I you, I could probably figure it out. But yeah, you just go to your guide. But what do you care? Why well, never? Matter. I just go to yeah. the thing where all the games are in the just like you know, streaming. You're just clicking on icons. Yeah, I, I do not know. Like, if you put a gun to my head, what did you get locally? Actually, I do because I was at the gym and I flipped it right before ten o'clock. Yeah, but but they have basic cable, so you know the like. Did you get Bills, Dolphins this morning? Yes. CBS. Yeah, I guess that was probably a national game. Huh? But again, I, I only yeah, I only know that because I just happened to go to the guide before I went to my, uh, you know, my Sunday ticket. So, do you search on the guide or do you search on the boxes that say home? I'm still learning how to how to use early like today I go red zone and then I go multi view and I start I mean I need I need two assistants to help me through my multi views like all right I want Saints I want Colts I want all right do you see a combination I see Saints I don't see Colts okay let's keep scrolling let's keep scrolling let's keep scrolling One do day they have every combination possible on the multi view I don't know I can't tell I mean, probably. You taught me the mul- I didn't even like know it. the multi view existed. I just thought they just give you some. So you're just like, you're kind of at their control, which sucked. And then you well, taught me the multi view, and I could put, because I was like, I, I'm watching the Niner game on one TV, and I want to put the Raider game and the Cowboy game on the other TV. But YouTube TV didn't set it up for me, but multi view it does pretty easily. Well, when you go to multi view, it just gives you all the combinations available, right? Yes. You but I didn't do that in the morning when there was like 700 games going. Right. You just got to so, go through until you see the combination of four games you want to watch. I know. The problem is I I just I didn't know that existed, so I just go off what they give me, and they only give you like six options on the main yeah, bar. Yeah. But it's like I'm getting fucking the, the, the Browns game twice. I, I'm wasting I know, the box. I know. know. But you know what? It's like um, since it's brand new year one, everyone, I'm so happy with it. It's so it's much not better that bad. than before. Then I just say, hey, you know, kind of like a brand new product. Hey, we'll update. They'll, we'll get some updates on this thing. I, You know, early, I'm, I'm happy. I totally agree. They will update soon so you can choose, says Bones McCoy. The engineers are on it. I'm sure they're working 18-hour days to get us our our, uh, our football. 
you could argue you don't need to update it if you on the multi view it's legitimately every option it's already there i mean i would say i spent i did spend some time today because there were three games plus red zone i wanted on one of the screens and it just took me a while to find the combination in an ideal world i would have just like a touch screen i just boom 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 what what was your morning trio what were you shooting for uh well as the day went on i needed to see the i wanted to watch the end of the saints game yeah no, no. As the day went on, I did not want that game. Did that game get close? Uh, it kind of was close, and then they scored a couple times. I think the final was like twenty-three to nine. Yeah, maybe there was a minute when I wanted to see that game. Um, I, I had, I gave, I gave uh, the Bills a screen. Um, you know, Commanders, Eagles, uh, Rams, Colts, Broncos, Bears. So that was a combo I needed. At that point, you don't necessarily need red zone, but you know. Uh, that was a that was the combo right there. Those were the big three. By the afternoon, when there's four games, you can just I can single screen everything. I know. think there were only th- I think there were only three or three. Okay, so uh, that was that was easy enough. Um, let's talk about the Niners' defense for a second, just because it comes up a lot. Um, people trying to figure out: Did they get pressure? Did they get enough pressure? Isaiah Oliver. Diamador Lenore, Oliver comes out. Lenore takes over at nickel. Ambry Thomas gets beat for the touchdown before the half. Is this going well? Are they good enough? Do they need a corner? Um, and I would say you and I were talking about it just at the end of the at the end of the game while we we're watching. My ultimate takeaway on them would be there are other days you got to be better. On this day, you gave up a touchdown in each half. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I have no complaints about just th- their physicality is as good as any in the league. Just top start to finish defensively. Their tackling is elite. I mean, it's elite. It's just they, they just don't miss tackles. Sometimes it happened again today where the guy was kind of going down. I'm like, oh, my God, Hufunga and Green, these guys are going to crash. It might have been a different mix match. And they did, the three, but they all kind of missed each other. They are more likely to get hurt hitting each other than hurt hit someone else. The play, the uh, wasn't the two. It was a two point conversion when uh, they had ten guys. That was, was a two a, point. Yeah, yeah. And th- their their ability, what makes them pretty awesome on defense is they can play you vertically. It's like okay, you want to just come at us like Fred and Greenlaw are fucking licking their chops. Hufunga is like I dare you to get a couple yards past the line of scrimmage. So they're great at doing that. And then their team speed laterally. Like, that's what, I mean, yeah, Zambri Thomas or Diamondor Lenore, one of those guys, going to get smoked sometimes. Isn't it kind of 2023 football? Like, yeah, you're going to beat, are you getting beat to like DK Metcalf on a touchdown or is it just like a 30 yard bomb? I can live with it because it's still going to be hard to score on. I think that's the key. Bend but don't break on the outside against non ward balls. I just don't understand. Like, I cannot complain over this. It's like, oh, our second corner. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what? Who, okay, well, trade two first rounds for Patrick Sertain. I mean, that's a pretty, that's pretty crazy. Like, that's a that's an organizational big picture move too, right? I mean, it's it's probably yeah. saying yeah. bye bye to Ayuk. I mean, it's it's it, there's other variables, right? And the question is like, is that is that electing for surgery when it's a band aid problem, right? Yeah, I just I you just watch football all day today. Like, is that that big an issue? Like, I who are the fucking Bills corners? White got hurt today. They got a bunch of other random guys. Who, who's playing for the Dolphins? I mean, it's just the Niners have one sweet corner, which is more than enough. Which they did in two thousand. I guess Mosley kind of came on, 
but I, I'm fine with it. I think their defense. I wouldn't touch the defense. I mean, if someone wanted to trade you like TJ Watt, like if they were wanted to tank, I, yeah, do that. I, I just I, I do fundamentally believe because it, it'll keep coming up if some sweet corners become available because they might. I would not do a massive first round trade for corners. I'm not in that business now. Again, he's not going to be available, but like TJ Watt, Wurfs, you want to go to the line of scrimmage? I'll go to the line of scrimmage all day long. Yeah. The Niners are good enough at the perimeter. I just think as a football team, both sides, obviously offensively, but I think defensively too because their safeties tackle so well. And Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, most plays in the NFL are not go routes or, you know, stutter and goes. But even today, how, how often does that happen? Twice? Most of it is within 15 yards. Well, your two linebackers are flying there. And even their third linebacker flew in how to play today, Burks. Also, so you score like, 30 to 35 points a game. So Ambry Thomas gives up a touchdown. Okay, well, their guy's going to give up a touchdown to your guy, right? Because you're going to score 30 to 35. That's why you score the points. You score the points because seven points don't win the game. So you got to score the points. That's how you help out your defense. So, exactly. Um, did they, you made notice- the Super- they made the Super Bowl with, you know, Sherman that year was an all-pro level guy. And it was not the other side of the defense. Like they, that's where they throw. So what happens? Can't this isn't part of Steve Wilkes? Let's in passing situations, whether it's Greenlaw or Warner is going to be on the side with the second corner. Cheat, right? Just cheat that way. So if they're coming underneath, you can help. And the safety just cheat a little that way. Because I know my linebackers can cover the middle of the field. So I just got to cheat the left corner. But anything underneath, we're going to tackle. And if we get beat, get beat deep. This isn't college football. You're not just going to throw bombs every single play. That's just. Even when you should, you just never do. You're also paying a lot of money to Bosa. You're paying a lot of money to Armstead. You paid a lot of money to Javon Hargrave. Um, right? Like somewhere you're not going to be perfect. Javon Hargrave looks fantastic. Did you <laughs> oh notice Drake God. Greenlaw? Those of you listening to this, uh, you'll have to imagine it. But Greenlaw, every close hit today, put his arms up. Would do like the – he clearly knows like everyone's talking about. He would just do the arms up. He did it four times today. Close hit, arms up. I didn't do anything. He was crushing. I mean, those guys. Somebody called him on. Somebody tagged me the other day. They, they call him uh, Draymond Greenlaw. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Draymond got hurt before training camp even started. A high ankle sprain. Eight weeks, right? That's what happens when you're you know working out on your own. Yeah, it uh, just, I I think this defense. I mean, when you factor in Diggs is hurt, it's got to be the best talent wise in the league. Now the Hargrave. I mean, what a addition he is, right? Because before it was like, oh, you know, Bosa, they're clearly chipping and doubling him. Well, who else is helping? Well, it doesn't matter now. That fucking guy is just coming. I mean, how many plays? I just have the regular ESPN box score. I, I would have guessed four or five pressures today up the middle. I mean, it just feels like he's driving that guy back. He's he's so quick, explosive for a little powerful guy. He is Honestly, he just has one good year. It was well worth it. Here's the other thing, guy. This is back-to-back big free agent signings, which they've hit a home run. Now, a guy could get hurt at any moment, but it was like, how often do you see big free agency signings? Non-injury. It's like, God, what's we're not getting the guy that played for that team. What the fuck? And Ward immediately stud. How many teams Ward starting on in the NFL? Every single one? Hargrave, obviously. I mean, they paid for it, but both those guys plug and play sweet immediately. I mean, that's a huge part of just having, sustaining a good team. Because when you do, you know, blow your cash on free agency, 
there aren't one, there's only going to be so many guys worth paying. So your margin for error, you know, if there are 50 guys in a free agents class that get signed on day one and two, like how many of those guys end up being really good players, right, for the next team, especially the top 10, 15 that get a lot of money, like true free agents. There's a big difference between, like, signing McGlinchey. I was like, oh, hold on for your ass. And right. signing, like, Hargrave and Ward. Yep. Somebody just tagged me in this, John. Back to Purdy for a second. Brock Purdy's completion percentage overexpected against the Cardinals was plus 28%, the highest by a quarterback with at least 20 pass attempts in a game over the last seven seasons. His previous high was plus 5.1%. Next-gen stats. There you go. Yeah, he's just he's got a lot of good players. <laughs> they've, they've just built a really, really, really good team. And they've done it. That's what, to me, makes this them and the Eagles kind of cool. It's like they've done it all sorts of ways. They've drafted guys high. They've wheeled and dealed. They've gotten a little lucky in the draft. You would say the Niners got more lucky as of right now with a seventh-round pick. But I'd say Hurts. I didn't think Hurts could fucking be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, you just they just have stud, star, stud, impact, elite, high-priced guys everywhere. Feels like, honestly, like Cowboys, Niners when we were kids. But it's Eagles. Yeah, but it's Eagles. You know, I, I think both teams kind of fit the bill, and the Niners look this way. Philly, they just look like really hungry teams. And Dallas has had a lot of scars over the years. They've been trying to win championships. They've had Dak for a while. They've had McCarthy. They doubt whether or not either one or both can win a championship, right? They're, they're, there's been time for doubt to set in. The Niners and Eagles both fully believe they are championship teams. And because they haven't won, I think their hunger levels are extremely high. And I think it's it's been a staple of Shanahan's teams. Like I think it's one of Kyle's best qualities. His teams play hard all the time. So I don't know if it's maybe I'm imagining a narrative about them not winning a championship. But I just think those two teams, like somebody is championship levels not getting to the Super Bowl out of the NFC between those two. And if it's Dallas, I'll be shocked. I, you know I've thought from the beginning of the McCarthy era that they're just going to lack a certain something in their DNA that's going to keep them from winning the biggest game. Um, but but these those two franchises just play like they are on a mission. They play like they're on a mission. Well, th- there is only only one of the two games. I mean, technically you could have a bad weather day, but it's never going to be 30 degrees at Levi's, right? Or 20 degrees. I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday. They said it went from 90 two weeks ago in Philly to now last week. It was like, you know, high 50s. Like the weather there is just intense. Mm. Uh, it's not Green Bay or Buffalo, but it's obviously it's a it's an inclement place. I do think the Niners can go there and win if they had to, right? If the Eagles beat, you know, if they got the sure. two seed and the Eagles, like they are built to go on the road and win a playoff. They've proven it, right? When they've had less quarterback play. It's why I think they were so devastated last year. It's like, listen, we don't know if we're going to win the game, but we know we are equipped to play in a 30-degree on the road NFC championship against a team with 10 pro bowlers. Like we are, we're equal to give us a shot. And that's what I think makes the matchup so cool. Obviously any, you know, Levi's it's <laughs> Rogers. We've used to say would have been better off this frozen tundra game coming to the Levi's and Niners don't win that game. Right. right. They would have been right. a huge disadvantage. Now that they're much more explosive passing. Uh, I, I think that's what, that's another thing Kyle's proven. It speaks to what you were just talking about, the character, the, the mindset of the toughness of the team and the, the effort level of the team. It's why they go on the road and win. 
Because the only way you can go on the road and win in football at the highest level, and I would say this is why I'm not, like, I don't take Lincoln seriously. You've got to be good on defense. Like, what, hap- what was the difference today? Miami had been running roughshod over everybody. The Bills are like, you're scoring fucking 20 points. 20 points, guys. 20. When you've been, obviously, 70's an outlier. But they go into every, Miami will go into 90% of their games thinking that we're getting 35, right? When you're good on defense, like, it's a game changer. And yep. it was a point of difference for Harbaugh. It's a point of difference for Kyle. It's a point of difference, I would say, you know, for Georgia and Alabama and their great teams in college football. I think Andy Reid now, fuck, they got a really good defense. The Bills have a good defense. Do you know Bills statistically were like the second best defense in the league through for whatever it is, three no, games? I didn't know that. But their, their pressure rate's the highest. Like, they're good. I mean, they're just – and if, you, if you're going to – and that's what makes them scary, right? Well, if that's your quarterback and your defense is good, you can win a Super Bowl. If this somebody, is your offense and your defense is elite, like that, that's why the Niners have been in the mix to win a Super Bowl. Somebody DM me the other day. They're, they're like, you know, you said you'd rather be the one seed because you can avoid you get, for the obvious reasons. He goes, but if you're the two seed, you, you know, if you're the one seed, you have to beat both Dallas and Philly in theory, right? If you're the two seed, you got to go on the road, but you don't have to beat them both. Which. So let's play this out. If you're the one seed. You're probably going to play the four-five, which obviously Dallas be the five, right? They're the four, yeah, like Dallas, Tampa, and then so you play the four, assuming that like the Eagles and let's pick the Lions win their first round games against Seattle and the Packers or you know whoever. Right, assuming Detroit's probably that that, that Tampa or whoever wins that division isn't the three seed, right? In an ideal world, yeah. like. They are, and the Lions and Cowboys got to play week one. Yeah. Right. I, I Ideally, like the, the Lions have the worst record of the NFC of the NFC divisional champs, and they got to play Dallas. The Lions schedule, they, they have a lot of shitty. Bars. Okay. So, that's, and the Tampa's not going to keep it rolling like this. You wouldn't I think. Would say the, I would say the Lions, as long as Goff's healthy, have a pretty decent shot to get to like 12, 12 wins. I mean, they, I mean, honestly, like the Niners, they could sweep their division. But I would say the one thing about this NFC, obviously the Cowboys. Let's just say they're playing. Let's say they're playing Tampa, who's a nine and eight team. They would be favored potentially by like seven points, right? They just last year remember they had Tom fucking Brady and they kicked their ass. I would have met Eagles clearly would be favored as the two against Seattle, and the Lions against whoever else is the NFC, like the Giants or who, some random team. It would take an upset for those two teams, right? They're going to be home and. Not three-point favorites. I mean, you're talking... Remember last year, there were some, like, seven points. Weren't the Niners, like, an eight-point favorite? You know, you're going to have some big lines in the NFC, which in the AFC, depending on how it all shakes out, you might not. Uh, Jets, by the way, just picked off to not go for an onside kick. I think they should onside kick it. Would you go... Would you rather play in round two the Cowboys or the Lions? You know, I... You know, I've not been as high, not nearly as high on Detroit as you. I've been anti-Detroit, but they scare me. Except you can play golf. I know you can play golf. I think yeah. golf is the Niners have golf's kryptonite. Or See, they changed the, they change the game. They changed the gambling rules. So what's his name? They did the parlay. They got the six game suspension. The fast guy from Alabama is L- he's returning now. Instead of a six game suspension, he's able to come back. Oh, so Jameson, Jameson Williams is back this week. So, but think about the Lions, right? St. Brown is a really, really good player. 
and then you bring Jamison Williams, yep. and they got uh, one of his buddies, it's yep. Jefferson, one of the guys he played with in, in in L.A. is on Detroit too, and then obviously they got running backs, the tight end. I mean, they're just not. Is it Van Jefferson? No, it's fuck Van Jefferson. No, I don't think it's uh, it's, it's one of his Rams buddies. Where is this Lions score? Uh, it was from Thursday. Oh, Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, who used to be on the Rams. And they were buddies? They must be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Lions signed him, so. I wasn't sure if they were actually friends or just assumed friends. It feels uh, like everyone likes Jared, you know? Yeah, I like him. I mean, I root for yeah, him, but. Um, Anything else on the Niners before we uh well, I, I think the top I think the top of the NFC I think it's fair to include the Lions. Like those fourteen if that's like your final four in the second round, that's there's a lot of talent <laughs> spread out in the NFC. Yeah. Everyone's oh, shitting yeah, on the Matt NFC Laporta. coming. They just got a lot of guys. <laughs> Hutchinson looks like a Bosa. They got some dudes on defense. Um a couple other things today, John. Bears led twenty eight to seven late in the third quarter, lost. 31-28. Fields was 335 yards, four touchdowns, 80% completion. Russ was 75%. Heartbreaking loss for the Bears. A 28-7, 21-point lead blown there. Rams almost blew a 23-point lead to the Colts. I watched that game for the second Colts game in a row. I'm like, Anthony Richard, this guy's sweet. And then you look at the box score, and you're like, it was 50%. I don't know. Looks sweet to me. Um but uh, DTR started today for the Browns on Sunday. Yes. Blowout loss. Ass kicked. Yeah. Did you watch much of that game? Uh, I did because I, I wanted the Ravens to win. And then they, I mean, it was 21-3. It was over. Once they got 21-3 at half. The Rams were up 23-0 in the second, in the third quarter. Yeah. Pretty they crazy. back. Pretty crazy. Jets Big are in win trouble for- here, I, I think. I, I know they should have done. If Jonathan Gannon was coaching them, they would onside kick. How about Jonathan Gannon? Just fourth downs. We, I I know the way this game looks. I'm no dummy. I think a lot of times when you see teams like hurry, like take forever to hurry up, they're just denying the reality. And Jonathan Gannon just refused to deny the reality. He's like, we just we got to do it. No tank job has gone better so far. Chargers Raiders and a choke off, John. Chargers, you're right. I think Herbert picked up the third down run. Well, his knee doesn't to touch. If you're in the air and the ball is over, right, isn't that a first down? Yeah. You're not down in the air. <laughs> what? What the, what the fuck was that? Why, why is, where's Brandon Saley's challenge on that one? It was after two minutes. It was like 2.30 left. Did he break a finger or something? I had it uh, yeah. on mute. And I looked over. I just had, like, saw the thing photo. On his left finger. I was like, what is going on? He got crushed. There was an ejection. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Jerry Tillery's pointing at people in the crowd. Like, what are you going to do? Did you see? I mean, guy, the, the, the Raiders, and this is not kicking them when they're down. I know they're one and four, and they just cut it. They're down, and you're kicking them, but it, it's not because of that. Yeah. It is, it is not going well. It is. No team waits longer to cut a guy as they're just going through the mud. As you just see every headline, Raiders pass rusher Chandler Jones for like a month straight. Raiders pass rusher. It's like, bro, don't you want them to put an X Raider? Cut the guy. It took for him to get arrested for them to pull the trigger. It's like, guys, I, I could have told you something bad was coming. Probably remove him from the situation several weeks ago. I don't know when you didn't allow him to play. Isn't that probably time to break up? But it takes so long. 
Same thing with the Bears and Chase Claypool. They told him to stay home. They're trying to trade him now. It's like, shouldn't you guys have cut him? I don't know. After the thing went viral of him not playing with an ounce of energy in week one. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, before the whole world knew. I can't, I can't find right now, but somebody posted today and I got tagged in it. Josh McDaniel's career winning percentage and it's who it's worse than. And it's like, you know, Rich Kotite and Ben McAdoo. It's not a great list at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, what would you say they're headed for right now? If you had to, would you go, if I gave you over under five and a half, are you taking the over or under? Well, they've got one currently. They won six last year. I'm trying to pull up their schedule. I'd forgotten until somebody posted the other day. Last year when, uh, what's his name? Plashke was like, they can't fire the coach. They don't have the money. That clip went around the other day. Uh, they got the Packers this week on, is that a Monday night game? Raiders Packers? It's 8.15 p.m. It's not Sunday night because that's the Niner game. Is it well, it's not Thursday night. night. The Packers, the, no, the Packers just played Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday so night. it must be Monday night football, Raiders Packers. Week five, are what's they going to the flex that? What's the date? Yeah. Uh, October 8th. 9th. Yes, Monday night. Packers don't usually get flexed, I don't think. Where's that game? Vegas. So a lot of Packer think, fans. I, Either way. I don't think I don't think Monday nights. Remember it was like four options. Oh, I actually have it. Oh, you mean the games? Yeah, remember it was only a couple. Yeah. Well, it is the first uh no, you can't flex Monday nights until week thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting that game on Monday night football. So who do they got? The, who do, who do they got on a short week? The following week, uh, Pats at home. Where? Okay, that's winnable. Bill though does not want to lose to Josh, especially last year. Remember that was the Jacoby to Mac Jones Chandler. Oh Jones. yeah, yep. The Hanukkah was it the Hanukkah miracle? Isn't that what the? Uh, I think the call was on that. Might um, be. Bear at the Bears. So they they do have some winnable they, winnable games, but also another way to look at it. <laughs> Bad game to lose. Devastating else. The, the Raiders, this, I, I, I feel for them, man. They just, this is why they couldn't survive. I mean, the Niners are just the toast of the town, one of the teams of the league, help carrying the most powerful league in America, and they are just a shit show. Some of you but listeners. It, but it's like, and, it's always. Some people might be listening to this thinking like, you guys, I can tell how giddy you are when you talk about it. Not true. We're the same. Our Nothing has changed. We, if we were talking about the Chiefs, we'd be talking about the same way, John. We just play it straight. Play it straight. Okay, you want to uh, go watch Karate Kid? I, I, uh, you asked me the other day how many shots of Taylor Swift in the open. They had three. So, yeah. Well, la- last week was nine. I mean, this week has. It's an easy one. You see, Mama Kelsey's at both games. Easy travel, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, more impressive it was like Tampa to New York. You'd be like, damn, she's it's a it's a long day. It's, With Taylor, you know, private jet. Well, how do you think she got you think a car service fucking took her over? I mean she's uh, she's not riding her bike. I think the NFL has been bankrolling her life since the Super Bowl last year. You think the NFL drove her to the games? I don't know if uh, I just think the, the NFL loves her. They put her on the pedestal. They did it for the Super Bowl. I got no problem with it. It's great. But, like, she is a celebrity for people other than you and me, right? Like, your casual NFL fan. She is a storyline to follow. Her sitting next to Taylor. I don't know if they're sitting together today. I'm sure they are. Become You put Taylor next to mom. Like, people love that. <laughs> they just showed Aaron with a mustache. On crutches, I, too, John. She, she, she's very relatable. Oh, he's sitting. They showed him earlier on crutches. 
she's very relatable that most moms that might not watch football can relate to having sons that like football. She actually yeah. is perfect, right? She's perfect. I think the NFL is is bankrolling because they put her on TV all the time. Person. Yeah, they put her on. She's had a lot of. She's had a lot of important games. I mean, does Dad not you, care? I don't know. I don't know much about the dad, but you would never notice her if if one kid played for the Bears and the other played for the Jags. I mean, part of it is the kids play for two of the most important teams, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's she's easy to be found. It's 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 a very unique circumstance, you know, collision of everything coming together. Yeah, right. It was, yep, the Super Bowl and the podcast, all that. Took Her it kids are Hall of Famers. <laughs> And podcasters. One of them had a Amazon Prime documentary. Jason. Jason, yeah. yeah. All right, time to roll. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Big week ahead. Welcome to October. Uh, ham birthday week is here. And I uh, hope you have a great week. See everybody. Cheers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.